0: Welcome to Ed's Edge, the podcast to help you live the life you've always wanted. I wanna give you an edge, a financial edge. I'm Ed Meek. I'm a financial advisor with a passion to help you retire early, save more, and live better. It's often the little things, small behaviors that can change our lives. That's the power of a financial edge. Thinking about money, how do you react? When you're making money, when you come across money, when you were younger, what did you want to do with it? What were the thoughts? We discussed this last time. This is part two, especially focused on how do you handle money? How does your spouse handle money? And what are we going to do about that? Our hope is that you can learn how to make trade-offs and stay in control Of your money, regardless of what may happen. James, just a second ago, you and I were talking and we were wondering, what are we going to talk about? And what did you just say about don't get what?
1: Don't get divorced. Listen to this episode. I say that facetiously, but uh, there's some truth in that. Well, and then I said, just don't get married. Or don't get married, right? Uh, I don't think we want to be on that page. I think mar- marriage is a wonderful thing, but uh, you know what we're going to talk about today is really getting on, getting a good game plan with you and your spouse based on how each of you individually think about money, and 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 it's so important. And I, we get very passionate about this topic, but it really helps set the stage for making sure that as a couple, whether it's a significant other right now or a spouse, what have you, as a couple. You are planning uh, the way you both want to plan to satisfy the uh, both of your desires, and that's what
0: we'll talk through today. And I have to jump in here. I I have an awesome marriage. I love my wife. I, I'm I really was joking before. So,
1: likewise, love you, Rachel.
0: And I want to apologize, James. If for some reason I'm not quite as energetic as normal. About 24 hours ago, I had my second moderna vaccine and I was feeling great everybody keeps asking me and then about an hour ago it hit me so I think it's mental right
1: now because I think how many people asked you you're probably thinking yeah. man I should probably feel bad and uh and, and now here it is but no I uh, I feel your pain I had the I had a reaction myself fortunately it was short lived and let's hope it it it's just a little under the weather right now
0: yeah I'm not even under the weather it's more just I'm a little tired so uh, maybe I'll slam some coffee after this <laughs> there you go well, uh,
1: speaking of
0: of changes uh, going on, we
1: have a, a new individual as part of our team.
0: That's right. We're growing.
1: We are growing. So Scott Farwell is sitting here with us today, uh, along with Francesca, learning the ropes of the technology associated with our podcast. So welcome, Scott.
0: Great. Well, we're super excited to have Scott aboard. As I said, the team is growing. But what I wanted to do next was kind of go back to what we talked a little bit about in the last podcast. We're going to change this up a little bit. I'm going to read the definition of one of the three money minds, and then I want you to tell me what it is. Okay, James? Got it. This one tends to drive joy from giving and may fear letting others down.
1: That one is commitment money mind. And I think of grandma. I think of mom or grandma loving the holidays because she can't wait to give the gifts to the family members, watch them open it up, see the smile on the grandchild's face. Uh, that is a commitment money mind. Uh, furthermore, one of the other pieces that most people overlook in terms of giving to others, it also includes spending time with others and really find enjoyment, not in I'm in Hawaii. It's I am with the people I care about. So that is included there too.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the extremes sometimes can be they, they tend to run short on funds for their own needs uh, because they want to support and help others, which is comes out of a great place. It's just we want to be careful not to let it go to an extreme. Almost too unselfish. This next one is motivated by fear sometimes, uh, and as such, they tend to value security and peace of mind. This one is?
1: Protection money mind. A lot of people probably fall in this in this bill. Um, we can hoard cash. We might struggle making quick investment decisions uh, because there's risk involved, and we don't like that. If we have the opportunity to lot to lose, our comfort zone is seeing a big number on a screen, frankly, and and making sure that we have the peace of mind in a nest egg for myself.
0: People will often put things off when it comes to financial stuff. Just in general, when it comes to this and. And it's something you got to be very careful of. In fact, it's it's helpful to have a spouse and or a financial advisor that is familiar with this, so they know how to maybe push you a little bit.
1: Yeah, if you have a financial advisor who is who is protection and you are protection, what'll happen is you'll have, you'll be overfunded. You'll have a lot of money, but you might look back and say, "Man, I didn't live for today as much as I should have." And so it's a balance between living for today and planning
0: for tomorrow. The last one tends to prioritize enjoyment and, and may fear of missing out. Which one's this one?
1: That is our happiness, money, mind. Those are those are the people that the excited love to get excited. They just got a big bonus and we're gonna have fun. Let's go on vacation.
0: That's the first thought. Or what am I gonna do with this? Mm-hmm. Versus sometimes a happy balance of you know begrudgingly maybe I need to set this aside.
1: Yeah, there's, there's present and there's future, and they they tend to prioritize the present. Uh, you know, one of the questions, I'm, I'm a spoiler alert for those who've already taken the money mind, but one of the questions in that assessment is, you know, you get $500, what are you going to do with it? And one of the answers is, uh, when's the next iPhone
0: coming out? <laughs> if, if that's you, you're, you're a happiness money mind. Definitely. Well, as I said earlier, what we want to do is help you Get to a place where you can learn how to make better trade-offs. This is a very big deal when it comes to relationships. When you are with a significant other, you want to make sure that you understand each other's money minds and then how can we work with with each other on that. The first combo that we will often see is a protection and happiness money mind.
1: Yeah, this is, is my spouse and myself. I am uh, leaning more towards protection. Uh, my wife is a happiness money mind. And so knowing this, we we I mentioned this in the last podcast, her and I both took the assessment. Unexpectedly, or I should say expectedly, uh rather, we came out protection and happiness. And what was what was interesting about talking about it together is, you know, we realized that if we can compromise, right? So she's more present tense, I'm more future. If we can make that compromise and balancing, you know, I get the next paycheck, I get the next bonus, we're going to allocate some money towards the happiness side, other money towards the protection side, each of us becomes satisfied in our own ways. That's what allows us to to win together um, versus, you know, someone saying, I want to spend all this money in one area and the other person really not liking that. Really, I want to put some of that money away, but my wife wants to do a certain thing, and I don't. Being together and understanding how each other operates and why is is very important.
0: Well, I mean, in that scenario, as you and I talk about, game planning and having a game plan ahead of time to prepare for all of these, whatever combo money minds you are, can be huge. Like, for example, you get a big bonus, or you get a bonus if you know ahead of time I'm sure she would be pretty satisfied knowing, well, part of that's going to be for, I don't know, a vacation or, you know, something to do at the house or whatever.
1: I I use this word all the time and uh, budgeting, which is is my part where I find more enjoyment in, for guilt-free spending. Happiness money minds, you hear the word guilt-free spending? How free is that? How exciting is that? I, I have $1,000, and guess what? You have to spend it. You have to enjoy it. So
0: it's, it's a balance. The second most common one is the commitment and happiness money mind.
1: Yeah, commitment and happiness. These are the fun people, the fun couple.
0: We love being around them. Yeah, I have uh, I have some clients that we just met with recently, and that is who they definitely are. They're just fun. I mean, they're fun when they come in. We're laughing. They tend to be very social They tend to want to make sure that they're not missing out on some things, except they've got a lot of kids and they're committed to that as well. So there's a tension sometimes when if if you're not paying attention to this, the happiness tends to kind of overcome the commitment or anything else. And so they got started a little late on getting going for some retirement planning. We actually did some planning with them recently and they are going to be in good shape. They're going to work it out, but, uh, but their happiness I think kind of put them back a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it it just being aware of it. Right. Again, one thing taking a step back worth noting for those listening on, on these three and and trying to understand where you fall. No one is better than another. It's who we are, how we were ingrained, and there's pros and cons of each and every one. And so, you know, the downfall of a commitment and happiness couple is uh, you can tend to deprioritize future sometimes and, and because you're living uh, and enjoying today.
0: Definitely, yeah. They're, they're all actually, there's some great positives for all three and the, the, three ne- the negatives for each of the three we just got to be aware of and, and then we can take care of it. All right. What's number three, Ed? The, the third one, which we see from time to time, is the protection and the commitment money mind, which, if you're not aware of this, can kind of get you in a hole. So
1: protection, again, the person who loves putting money away, wants to save for that rainy day, and the commitment who enjoys spending on others, whether that's dollars or time on others, both of those have a, have a common ground where there's no spending on yourself.
0: That's the whole I was talking about. It's this idea of that you actually aren't really enjoying. I mean there's there's no problem. In fact, everybody, you know, we live for joy, peace, happiness. We got to enjoy some things just in a balanced way. And when you focus on just those two things, it it strips you of that.
1: Yep, it's it's having that the no regrets later on, you know, make times for yourselves. I, I've told so many people this that fall in the category is be selfish. You know, make sure that you're you're naturally unselfish, both of you together. And so make sure you are selfish together. Take some time and and think about what you wanna be doing in the next year, how how you're gonna do that. Carve out time to to make sure that you get that done.
0: Well, I know I said it before, but this is kind of what you and I have been focused on. What are we gonna wrap this up with? And it's this idea that You need a game plan. Everybody needs a game plan. We know that. But very specifically, a game plan of understanding what your money mind is and then how can we create this game plan knowing each other's money mind so we can take advantage of these in in the best possible way. One of my favorite things, and I know you've said this too before, is, is when we can tell people, you know what? You're in great shape. Go and take that Extra vacation. Spend that extra ten or fifteen thousand this year. It's not going to affect you. You're not going to run out of money. Or it's okay if you spend that now, even if you're not retired yet. You're still on track, and you're going to be able to retire at this point in time. But you don't know that if you don't have a game plan.
1: That's right. Yep. And and you and your spouse knowing this about each other. Uh, if you haven't taken, by the way, this this money mine, we will post it again on our website and on all the the portals that we have. Make sure you take it and talk to each other about it um, and and have that game plan with you and your spouse. Talking with a financial advisor, by the way, as a third party, they have the the luxury to look at things objectively. I've joked with people all the time on this when uh, we we tell a story about our perspective on something. Some people say, well, there's two sides to every story. There's my side and there's the other person's side. Uh, there's really three sides to the story it's it's your side, the other person's side and reality yeah <laughs> and sometimes reality that third party can can understand
0: yeah, I mean my wife is a psychologist, so she sees couples sometimes and that's that's why uh, that's why she has her job. One of the reasons is because it it brings uh, an amount or the ability for people to help you see things in ways that you just don't see it on your own. And so we definitely come across, and there's a lot of people who do these kind of things on their own, but sometimes you're, you're just a little blind to things. So we encourage you uh, to to talk to an objective third party. Another advisor can be very helpful.
1: Definitely agree. So with all that being said, I am eager to hear what uh, I should be having for dinner tonight, Ed.
0: Well, I don't know about you. You might not have enough time to make this meal, but soon, and you're probably not going to be making it. It's going to be Rachel, right? Oh, definitely.
1: But (laughs) I got to, you know, try to chime in there in some way, shape, or form. So
0: I'm now at the age where I do often struggle a little by eating too much. So I don't tend to make some things that are delicious because they're a little bit higher in calories. But this is one I started making maybe about nine months ago. I got this recipe. And uh, it just reminded me of growing up, which was uh, growing up. My mom never made it, but uh, but we used to make them. They were frozen. They, they were the frozen pot pies, and I love pot pies, but I would just avoid them. So I found this recipe, and everybody was raving about it. And I've now made it, I think, four times. And recently, there were some friends of mine who um, weren't able to uh, make some meals on their own. One of them just had a baby, so. Uh, the recipe actually makes two pot pies, and so I just made a couple, and I just started handing them out, and my family thinks they're, it's awesome. It's a ch- chicken pot pie recipe. It doesn't take very long. We'll post it on there, but I'm sure people have some great ones out there. But this one, uh, people kept asking me for the recipe, so I knew it must have been pretty good.
1: So is there a secret sauce? What makes this one different than, say, Marie Callender's chicken pot pie that we tend to get in microwave? <laughs> the secret
0: sauce is... TLC,
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, TLC. That's that's uh, that's spoken from a true cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: not chef, uh, just cook. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, happy summer. Summer's right around the corner. I gotta go get some coffee, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wake we'll, up. we'll see if we'll see if Ed's uh, fallen asleep here in an hour. We'll keep you posted.
0: Don't punch me in the arm. (laughs) Enjoy. I have been slapped on my hand one too many times by my compliance attorney. This is to put me in good standing. This podcast represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time, should not be relied upon as investment advice, and is not intended to predict or depict performance of any investment. Any specific recommendations or comparisons that are made as to particular securities or strategies are for illustrative purposes only and are not meant as investment advice for any viewer.